We never knew Jay Bookspam could blow show for that well. Yes, he is visiting us. A pre-Rosh Hashanah visit as he has brand new news for us in the world of kosher wine, as he always does. He is the number one, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. The entire planet's been served. Turn that mic a drop. Uh, right. No. Uh, yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on. What do I do? I, I want you to sound the best as possible. Right, like this, oh, okay. that red thing. Oh, uh, he is okay, the world's number one kosher wine sommelier. We have searched the entire planet. The entire planet. S- sent out a um, sent out a surveying committee. Could we find the number one kosher wine sommelier on the planet? And sure enough, after all seven continents were uh, were combed, were combed through. Who did we find? The one and only Jay Bookspam. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Shanatova. Thank you. Jay, by the way, is from, uh, actually lives now in Elizabeth, New Jersey, what seems to be the hub of terror activity this morning, but yet you were able to get out of town without a problem. Thank out God. Out of town. Boy, oh boy. Hope everyone there Speak is... Speak the back, Jay. Hope everyone there is safe and sound. Make a new plan, Stan. Hope everyone there is safe and Everybody sound. Everybody is safe and sound. <laughs> actually, I just flew in last night from Boca Raton, Florida. Really? East Boca. Was the plane delayed as many flights from actually, Florida no, tend we, to we be? Were out, we were actually 40 minutes early. What? <laughs> Could you imagine? You were in Florida? You were 40 minutes early? Could you imagine? I can't imagine. That's it's pretty unbelievable. Good, it, it left like eight minutes early and then wow. got in 40 total. Imagine that. Visiting my daughter who's living in that new East Boca, Chavitz Chaim area. That, oh, it's Boca, uh, that's what they're calling it, East Boca? East Boca. Rabbi Light. Amazing nice. guy. Amazing. Yeah, I heard like 40, 50 families there already. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it keeps growing. Um, someone was keeping tabs for us on that. Anyway, so this morning we thought uh, that you'd be accompanied by one of the world's prominent, um, uh, what do we call them? Vintners. Vintners, one of the world's prominent vintners, who unfortunately, because of the uh, situation in Manhattan, ironically enough, you have your situation in Elizabeth, but the situation in Manhattan, as I can attest to, is also a little crazy in terms of mass transit and the traffic uh, snarls. Through wind and rain. Yeah, and, and plus the weather. So he was not able to, to actually join us this morning. <laughs> yeah. But if he would be here, who would we be speaking with? We'd speak to Mr. Uh, um, if, um, Bruno Leplan. Bruno Leplan. Bruno Leplan, who is uh, married into the Bonnie family, B-O-N-N-I-E, who in turn owns Malartique, one of the great... Bordeaux from La Gravier. It's a sub-region within Bordeaux. Wow. And uh, La Gravier uh, dates back to the early 1700s. It's a chateau. It used to be the chateau. You know, we have K-rations. I don't know. They don't call them K-rations anymore, right? You know what they give to the to the soldiers? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think, of course. They don't yeah. call them K-rations. Do they, they still call them K-rations? I don't know what anyway. they call them. But in those but days... a long time since I've been a soldier. The, the, uh, the, French, the, French, the French soldiers under the king of France in the uh, 1700s, used, instead of getting, like, spam, they used to get a uh, flagon of wine. <laughs> and this flagon of what wine... What a way to go to war. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> well, you know, if nothing else, you know, you could drown it in your misery. <laughs> exactly. But, no, it, but really it was just like, because you couldn't drink the water, you right. know, so they drank wine instead and with their food. And this particular Le Gravier supplied the French army. 
No, that's a way back in the 70s. A long time ago. A long time ago, yeah. Even before Napoleon, everything. So, when did we establish this as a kosher winery? So, this has been established since 2003. With a big transformation or with a big move? Like, Uh, you know, people out there are asking, hey, can an outfit like that actually either become or set aside an area of their business to be kosher? It's so interesting that you ask that question. The wineries especially the great chateaus such as Malartique in uh, Le Gravier, don't really need this kosher certification certification because they sell every bottle they make anyway. But I was just there about 10 weeks ago, meaning non-kosher. Oh, meaning meaning they don't need our market, you They don't need our market, right? right? Yet, nonetheless. Yet, nonetheless, those that do it, not all agree with this, but those that do it see it as a feather in their cap, see it as... Oh, you know, we're making kosher, and they're really very proud of it. Not from the point of view of, oh, now we have another, uh, you know, avenue to sell our wines to, but really as the pride that they take in it. And it's all... It's all due to the, it's a beautiful Kiddush Hashem, Menachem Israeliavich, who is our winemaker, our kind of uh, hopping winemaker from chateau to chateau. He has such a great relationship with these people, and it's not easy uh, to make kosher wine in these chateaus because they're so exacting in their, uh, you know, in their... Uh, they got a system down Oh, pat. man, oh, man. And they don't like anything interrupting or altering that system, I right. would guess. Wow. Yeah. Boy, and okay. so they really. You have visited there, I assume. I just was there about ten weeks ago. Wow, it's amazing. La Gravier uh, Malartique, this particular winery, has everything uh, gravity fed, so there's no pumping. So just to give you a perspective, okay? So the wine, the winery is built on a, a bit of a hill. Right. The wine, the grapes are are brought into the winery. They're crushed on that level. And then the juice that comes out of the crusher or the, you know, the press, they don't really call it crushing, they call it pressing, actually gravity feeds into the winery below. So you don't see any pump over. Now, why is that important? I would assume that it, 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 the quality remains exactly. high as imagine, opposed to being imagine, compromised. Imagine beating the gatunias out of your grapes. It, right. it just, you know, it just, it's a more gentle, uh, more wonderful way of making it. It really makes the wines wow. more elegant oh, and fabulous. Yeah. And they do everything by gravity. And they design the winery just so that it would work that they way. They take their grapes very seriously. Very seriously. It's unbelievable. And <clears throat> what's also interesting about uh, teacher guys, you know, everybody listening out there a little bit, is that uh, Bordeaux in general is not based on a single variety. So in America, you know, it's Alexander Cabernet, and it's uh, Russian River Chardonnay, and right. so on and so forth. This is a blend. You, you don't even see it on the label. You don't even know what's in the wine on the label. You just called La Gravier Malartique, Malartique La Gravier. And that's because it's a blend of about equal parts, Merlot, Cabernet, uh, Petit, uh, and, then, and then a little bit, uh, about 45 each, about 40 to 45 each, and then about 10% of um, Petit Verdot, and Cabernet Franc. Uh, Jay Booksbaum's here, number one kosher wine sommelier on the planet, and uh, we're discussing this uh, this wine, which I assume is available to the public in this area. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. what do they look for? Uh, Malartique. And how many varieties? Just one? Just one. That's, That's it. it. It's one bottle. It's one bottle. Expensive. Gorgeous. Or not? Ugh. Uh, not cheap. <laughs> it's not a cheap. No, it's of wine. not a cheap bottle of wine. But very high quality. Very right? high quality, and and you know what? It's one of those wines that I literally put away and like cellar for many many years. Ten years. I've got I've got two thousand and four in my uh, in my cellar right now. In your a, little a collection. 
one case, and I'm like holding on to it for dear life. Well, at what point do you say to yourself, okay, now is the time to... I think now is the time I'm going to start drinking the 2004. I'll taste it, see if it's ready. You know, most wines go through what we call a bell curve. So, you know, they start out too raw, too young, too purple, too colorful, too aromatic. And then as they get older, you know, kind of at the top of the bell curve, you know, that it's that middle part. I think it's towards the top. I don't know if it's at the peak yet. So and and you see. can tell this. You you have the well, expertise to be able you know, to it's tell not, this. I, I, everyone asks me that question. And I say, you want to learn the expertise? Just drink a lot. And, I, and I don't it. mean drink a lot. Yeah, right. just, and you, you know, over time. It's, it's kind of like, you know, the difference between Wolbaum's uh, orange juice and Tropicana, because you drink a lot of Tropicana. So, yeah, you'll get it over time. Interesting. Um, Tell you one one little really interesting tidbit yeah. that, that uh, a lot of these guys shared with me when I was there about 10 weeks ago, and that is is that, you know, I asked them the direct question. Is the kosher as good as your non-kosher? Right, good right. Point. It's a, you know, it's a direct question. Right. You know, what it is is that, especially this year, I think uh, Yontif is all in the middle of the week, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of like at the end of the harvest. So when a lot of the grapes come in is during the harvest and so on. So what they do is usually what these wineries do is they bring in each parcel when it's ready. Mm-hmm. They wait till the moment that it's ready. Shabbos, Yantiv, it doesn't matter. But in our case, we can't do that. So they have to plan in advance. So what they do instead, in order to make sure that it, it's up to their quality standard, is they look at only the best parcels that they know are the best parcels in their vineyards, and they plan those when it's not Yantiv, when it's not Shabbos. And often... Not always, but often those turn out to be actually better because they're the best parcels, because they can't take a chance, better than their non-kosher cuvées. Unbelievable. Blends. Cuvées is blends. Oh, thank you. I was wondering (laughs) what that was. Uh, so is this a Rosh Hashanah recommendation? Definitely. Or is it a coincidence that you're here this time of year? No, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Yes, both. Is it (laughs) it both a a coincidence and it knows the Rosh Hashanah? Yeah. And, And everybody should be looking for the 13, which is now coming out. The 13 vintage. Oh, okay. And it's not going to be out for another year and a half. We're already at 16. I thought, That's right. I thought vintages that usually depends, like... It depends on what. Yeah. Oh, meaning the less... The, the, the wines that you would regard as less quality might be a year or two later. The oh, higher yeah. quality ones are... are they they year, sit yeah, for longer. They sit for a couple of years. Right. Okay. So the 2013 is going to be out now. 2013 is going to be out. And the 2015... People are saying is literally the best vintage since 2000, maybe even better, which would be which would make it one of the best vintages in a hundred years. When do we get to taste that? Oof. The 25th. About another year and a half away, at least. Wow. You got to let us know. Oh, definitely. Don't I'll it, put a bottle aside yeah, for you. Don't let it just fly. But you know by what? I want. I want to see you like move a little bit more to the. Hey, you're you're you are. I'm telling you, I am I behind time. Well, not behind time, but do you realize how how much different <laughs> you, my you my really wine have, drinking has you, gotten over the years? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's only one person left who still makes fun of me. Who's that? That's Gary Ambrose. <laughs> but aside, aside from Gary, I mean, because Gary and I have a deal that the really good wines that come to my house go to his house, and the really bad wines that come to his house go to my house. I wouldn't call him bad. I yeah, would just, you know what I mean. I would just call him sweet. <laughs> the, maybe, ones, the, ones that he, the ones that he considers soda, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> That's our deal as of now. Right. I don't see that changing for a while. But other than that, you should see how I've been upgraded.
Good. Like, yeah. what, what's your, what? some of your... Oh, uh, oh, yeah, you know, now you've stumped me completely. All right, that's okay. I, I don't been, want to put you I, on the spot. You think I remember when they pour me at these fancy events? <laughs> All I know is... No, I, but I remember I gave you, I think it was a Goose Bay Sauvignon Blanc uh, yes. some little time you, ago. You did give me that. That was actually... And it's completely dry. Yes. And, you'd get, and you said... Yes, that was. Jay, a, I really like correct. this wine. Like, and like, you were surprising yourself. Correct. <laughs> that was a very good bottle, I must say. Yeah, yeah. And, it's you, know, a and you know who else is admiring my? Uh, Who's that? My wine skills, Leo oh. on uh, West Englewood Avenue. Ah, uh, Leo, <laughs> delicious Leo, wonderful Leo. <laughs> he's also Lipa, Lipa. He's my good also friend Lipa, he's, my Williamsburg buddy. Correct. He's also admiring my skills when it comes to the Originally, wine. Originally, I think he's in Bar Park now. Yeah. Hey, come on. Who's still in Williamsburg? He's moving the originals. I mean, come on. Well, I'd love to go back to Williamsburg. Yeah. If, listen, if I had stayed in Williamsburg, you know, I'd be retired now. You know, bought a couple of houses, but, I'd be retired now. Are you kidding true. me? <laughs> That's true. You ever visit the Young Israel building in the Young Israel of Brooklyn or not? I, not in, you haven't been there in a while. A long, long time. Yeah. My favorite I place you to grew go up back there, to, right? Or not? Yeah, yeah, I right. did. My favorite place to go back to is Gottlieb's. Oh. You got to go to Gottlieb's. They don't serve wine, do they? No, they don't serve <laughs> wine. What's but the what's his name is still there? Uh, what's the drink of choice at Gottlieb's, Jay? What is uh, it? Uh, uh, Black cherry. Black cherry soda. Black cherry. <laughs> diet black. black. Dr. Brown's Diet Black Cherry. That's my drink. Of and, <laughs> and if it's not diet, then just regular Diet Brown's uh, Black Cherry. There's actually, yeah. by the way, on the block before Godly, there's actually a very nice wine store. Yes, there is. I don't remember the name of it, but there's a re- yeah. it's, re- it's really it's a nice, nice store. Yeah, nice store. Yeah. I thought you got it's actually lot. on the block. I think there's a lot going on. You know, we were in Chicago last week. Yeah, uh, doing the uh, show from Jewel Osco on Sunday. Wow. Last Sunday, which was really... Well, oh, they did a reopening or something? Yeah, a big kosher feast. I, right. I don't remember exactly how they referred to it. And it's just a... You know, they, there they sell wine in the store. You know, right, like, unlike I, New York. Yeah, is this... How many states are like this that were, where you, you you would not find... Not a lot. Meaning? Meaning Illinois uh, 20%. Is ex- Illinois is an exception, you know, 20%. You no. Oh, it's the 20%, rule. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <gasps> California, Florida, you Illinois. You walk into a California supermarket, yeah. you buy wine. Yeah. California, Florida, Illinois, I mean, you name it. Go you know, figure. I mean, lots of them. I mean, yeah. Go figure. Unbelievable. And lots, you know, some don't. I, I, you know, I've, I can't break it down as to the No, I understand. I mean, you know, I, I put you on the spot. How would yeah. you just know your states like that, you know, right off the bat? And another thing about Malartic yeah. is it is a Grand Cru Classe. Which means? Which means that, you know, it's like we have USDA. Right. On, and on meat, we have, like, Prime. Right. Uh, so this is actually a governmental classification, and in La Gravier, it has to earn it every single year. It's really an amazing classification. It's the a, highest a stamp of quality. Yeah, maybe? stamp of quality, uh, and they and they they earn it year after year after year, and it's really a, it's it's just like very well, impressive. I would suspect a legendary name for three hundred years. I, I would guess they're uh, getting three hundred. Well, you yeah. said seventeen hundreds, didn't you? Is it already three hundred? Well, twenty sixteen. I, I don't know oh when in the seventeen hundreds right. it was. Close to three hundred. Seventeen forties. Yeah. yeah, so close you're to right. three hundred years. Oh my goodness! You would think that they, you know, they've gotten it right at this point. M A L A R, right? M A L A R T I C T I C Malartique. Malartique. Um, what else can you tell us? Uh, just give us a couple of minutes before we wrap up about the brand new year. I mean, I know you're always encouraging people as I they buy their you. cases of wine for a shun and sukkahs. Make sure to uh, to include at least one case from Israel. That's something that you've I always said tell you, to I us. I spoke to, th- there's two very exciting things going on yeah. from Israel. One is that the largest wine magazine in the world, <gasps> Wine Spectator, I heard about this over Shabbos, has 
the entire oh, front Roger cover. Roger Waters must be freaking out oh watching this cover. The, the BDS the, people must be the, nuts. Oh, you know, there's you know we're fighting that. And, well, and look at the cover of Wine Spectator. It's, all, it's co- all about the Golan, right? It's all about the Golan on the cover. On the cover, which is pretty amazing. And you know, it's interesting also, even though it's a very secular, so to speak, you know, lefty kind of, if you would, some people might say magazine. It's yeah. really not. It's, it's all it's about wine. It's not right. really about politics. But Well, because we know who publishes it, but yeah, go ahead. But, you know, but the point is, is that even the um, uh, the maps right. include, you know, so, you know how some of these maps and some of these right. magazines, they include Judea and like they always like cut them out. Right. They include Judea and Samaria. Very good. Baruch Hashem. And I Some think people are getting think, it. And they're not, you know, they don't make any commentary about right. it. They just it's show there. it. It's just there. All right, so that's one thing, wine spectator. Now, the other it. thing about Israeli wines, I, I just was talking to a bunch of, I, you know, I'm very close to and in contact with all the Israeli wineries. Right. And they also tell me that this vintage, post the post Shemitah vintage of right. 16, is literally the finest vintage they've seen in 40 years. And, oh, 40 years. Because I, I remember this in the past that, that post meet the vintage is on the upside. Uh, Am I wrong about yes, that? Yes, but not. But this is not, the best. This is amazing. Us. I mean, the, the last vintage they talked about in this kind of way, is, especially in the Judean Hills, is 2004. And this is across the board. All the Israeli wineries. All the Israeli wineries are telling me that it's wonderful. Right. They, they just, and it's not that it's so big. It's just really rich and full and flavorful and Gorgeous colors, purple, and they think it's going to be in a magnificent. They think it's going to make one one winery. I can't tell you because uh, he might not want to be quoted on this, but he said, "This is the kind of year that if you're the only way you can make bad wine is if you're a bad winemaker. <laughs> you let the wine make itself this year, it'll be great. <laughs> That's great. All but right. but most of those reds just be be known know this. Everybody out there, right. most of those reds, the sixteen reds, won't come out until seventeen or eighteen at right. the earliest. But you'll let us know. Uh, we will. All right, that's good news from Israel, and as we said, Wine Spectator, Kolakavod. Unbelievable. A uh, cover story on the Golan wines. And the writer is not Jewish, and, right. you know, it's just, and the, well, panel, the tasting panel is not Jewish, right. you know, and they're talking about how it's really come of age. They've got, even mentioned two of the three of the, you know, really famous restaurants, um, one called Legal Seafood, whose, whose favorite dish is, you know, is... Uh, uh, what do you call it? shrimp and uh, yeah. lobster and you know and they now have put like three or four wines kosher uh, Israeli wines to happen to be kosher they don't obviously it's not because it's kosher on the list amazing so, here you go alright Jay Booksbaum he's here to uh, tell us about Malartik M-A-L-A-R-T-I-C and all the other great wines that are out there for Rosh Hashanah and especially make sure to en- enjoy and include a case from Israel in your upcoming holiday Jay, thank you. You're welcome. Number one wine, a kosher wine sommelier on the entire planet. We have not found anybody who can take your spot. <laughs> it's by the way, it's not easy being number one. It's only one place to go, you know. <laughs> right, so, that's right down the hall. So, <laughs> so please, Jay, try to maintain your spot. Work hard to maintain your spot. Well, you know, I just you know, I, I, what I tell people, and this is true about wine in general, just have some fun. Exactly. I mean, that's what we're here for. You know, drink just enjoy, enjoy it. it. And uh, just don't overdo it. Best you know. regards for a happy, healthy, sweet New Year to everybody at Royal Wine in Kedem. Siva v'chasima toiva, gitke bench, as we say in Williamsburg. From here, Jay Booksbaum, to all of you out there that listen to me, we really appreciate it. I, I really appreciate it personally. I, I just saw people in Boca, East Boca. Ah. 
Like, J-Pug's Pabs here? Oh, yeah, I'm going on. Embarrassed. Go. Yeah, I was kind it? of embarrassed. But still, it's so nice that people listen, and I'm glad they do. And it's because of you, Nachman. Well, you, that's you what happens so when you're number one, stuff. Jay. That's what happens. That's yeah, And that's you. You're Maintain your status. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More coming up. You're listening to a Monday at JM in the AM. <laughs>